What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am thrilled that you are listening in this week. I actually got to bring on a guest that has been on the show before on episode 47, and we talked all about decluttering sentimental items. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go to episode 47, wherever you're listening to this podcast after you're done, or you can go to the show notes and the link will be there as well. Um, But she is just great. Her name is Diane and she is a mom of three little kiddos. And you can just tell how passionate she is about teaching simplicity and intentional living and minimalism to moms. And she does it in such a practical way. So I was thrilled to have her come back on the show. Um, The other really exciting thing about Diane is her brand new book is coming out in about two weeks, The Minimalist Mom. And she sent me a copy prior to this episode, um, not one that has come out yet, but kind of the the preview of what's going to come out so that I could kind of go through it and check it out. And I know you guys are going to love it. So make sure I will link to it in the show notes. Um, it's not out if you're listening to this in real time. It doesn't come out until March 16th. Um, so you might have a couple weeks wait time, but you can go to her website. There may be a wait list or, um, it'll be available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other places that you can buy books. So just make sure to check it out. And I will also link to all things about her podcast and website and all of that in the show notes as well. All right. So today on the episode, she just brings us insight into minimalism and motherhood, how we can kind of declutter, not just our physical belongings, which we do talk about that, but also just motherhood in general and some things that might hold us back from really enjoying this busy season of our lives. So I think you're going to love it. I always love having her on. Now, real quick before we hop in, I did want to let you know that starting March 1st is the next go around of the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program. So if you have not signed up yet, make sure you come on over and get signed up. We're going to start March 1st with live Facebook Q&As and just me supporting you, holding your hand to help you just simplify areas of your house, your home, your routines, your schedules, all of that. So I can't wait to have you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash the simple home reset and we'll dive into that together. Okay. To get your house where you want it to be. All right. So let's dive into my interview with Diane. Well, Hey there, Diane. Thanks so much for coming back on the simple home podcast. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to speak with you. 
Yeah. Can you um, introduce yourself? I know you came on the show. You were on episode 47 where we talked about decluttering sentimental items. Um, And hopefully those of you who are listening that haven't heard that episode yet, I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Make sure you go back and listen to that. But Diane, can you introduce yourself a little bit to those who haven't heard you before? Sure. So my name is Diane Bowden and I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. That's how I always start my podcast. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. But yeah, my main job I would say is mom to these three kiddos, but I also host the Minimalist Moms podcast and I have recently written a book with the same name. So that's kind of exciting. Um, That said, I also have a little photography side hustle and I just really enjoy being creative. I would say that that is something that I've kind of blossomed in my 30s and it's kind of fun to see where it takes me. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Excellent. Yeah, I am so excited. So when this episode goes live, your book will be coming out, I think, very quickly. Um, So those of you who are listening to this kind of real time, her book will be out shortly after this episode goes live. So you can look for it. Um, The Minimalist Mom, you can look for that wherever. Will it be wherever they buy books or is it certain, certain places they can look for that or your website? Yeah, I'm fairly certain that, I mean, I'll definitely have a link on the website, but yeah, you can buy it at Amazon, Barnes Noble, I think maybe even Walmart. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to find a link for sure on my website. Awesome. That's great. And I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, so let's dive in. I know you have just a wealth of information. And one thing I love about the way you speak about minimalism and decluttering and all of that is it's just so practical. You have three young kids. And so it's so fun to hear your take on how you really live it out um, and your story. So that's why I really wanted to get you back on here. So can you kind of tell us what minimalism means to you and kind of how it has impacted your motherhood? Yeah. So the best way I could describe it, and I hope I'm not reiterating what I said on my last time being on your show, but I really do think it comes down to intentionality. And I know that that's kind of a trendy word right now, but it's trendy for a reason. And I think that when we are intentional about not only what we're purchasing, not only what we're bringing into our homes, but literally our schedules and our friendships and um, just how we're spending our time, it really does blend together. It is a life that we're creating. And so my minimalism is not going to be the same as yours because we're two different people. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that throughout this interview, but um, yeah, I think just really observing other minimalists and seeing the way that others do it, it's, it is going to look so different from um, person to person. And I think that it affects my motherhood because it does allow me to prioritize my kids, I guess, in, ways that I haven't been in the past. And I also think it comes down to a lot of trial and error because I would say right now I'm in a season of busyness or just being in the pandemic. I think that it has made me have to practice what I preach a little bit more. And so again, I think trial and error um, that you want, but it's really about the intentional decrease in all areas. Yeah. I love that you brought up trial and error because I feel like my journey has been a lot of trial and error. 
um, and just finding like what works during this time. Cause you know, our kids are growing so quickly. And so what worked worked for us six months or a year ago is, is evolving and changing as we go. And the things that I have to kind of edit out of our lives to bring on new things and that sort of thing just is always changing. So it is trial and error. I know even with things like as simple as like the laundry routine, you know, as your day changes or maybe your kids are in sports or whatever, you also have to shift some of those, some of those things. So just always kind of, if you feel a trouble spot, like really looking into it and deciding what is the best way for me to get through this? What would be the best way to simplify here and that sort of thing. So I love that you said the trial and error piece, because sometimes we shoot for perfection and we think it has to be perfect and that it'll just stay that way once we reach it. But it's kind of an ever evolving evolving thing, I feel like. I think that there has been a lot more error in the last year for at least my family. I'm sure that a lot of people can relate. And in those instances, yes, we're in the middle of this random unforeseen time. So I think that we have to give ourselves grace in moments like this. But I think outside of this year and what is going on, yeah, I think when you're in a season when there are more errors than things that are working out successfully, then I think that you really have to reevaluate. So for me right now, I think that is what I'm saying yes to. I don't think it's just the pandemic that's making it difficult to navigate how I want to be intentional. I think there's also just been an abundance of things that are really great and really fun. And it's like, even though those are fun to do, it's, you have to learn how to say no. And that's okay. Cause you're saying yes to something else on the flip side. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, as we're recording this, it's right at the new year. And so I think especially at this time, we're all thinking about like all these great things we're going to accomplish, all these goals we have, all the things we can add to our lives. You know, what do we want to our kids to learn this year? What do we want to accomplish? And for me, I think when we set goals and when we really look at our lives, it's more about like, what can we take out so that we have the capacity, you know, to do some of those things or to create space for our kids to accomplish what they want to accomplish and that sort of thing. So yeah, I definitely think we have to learn how to say no to things, learn how to kind of get rid of things on our plate in order to live with more intention, like you're talking about. So what do you think is the biggest thing that kind of clutters up our motherhood experience? Because we talk about clutter in our homes, but I feel like more than that, the minimalism thing for me is just giving myself space to be a mom without, you know, losing it every single day. So what do you feel like is the biggest thing that clutters up motherhood? So I was thinking through how I wanted to answer this. I knew that this was something you were going to ask me. And I really do think comparison is something that clutters up our experience. And I know, again, that is such a trendy thing or cliche thing to say, but I think it's comparison in how we're doing either well or negatively. And I think that when we're doing well, we're putting people maybe lower than us or judging their behavior, which at some point we're, we're going to be there. And so I think that it just sets sets up expectations wrong in the first place. And then when we're doing poorly in an area, I think we're like, Oh, that person is either parenting better than me or their house looks better than mine, or they get to travel the world and I can barely afford to keep food on the table right now. And I just think that comparison in any way is never, it's never beneficial. Um, I guess you can always want to get better, but I think that it really does mess things 
up, at least for me personally. And I think that there's a scripture in the Bible and maybe it's not from the Bible. <laughs> there's comparison as the thief of joy and um, maybe it's just a parable, but I think there's so much truth in that. And that's why it's something that is like written on little signs because it is something that is so accurate to the way that we uh, live with one another. And especially now that we have connectivity and social media, again, you're not hearing anything that you probably haven't heard before, but it's just, I think it definitely does get in the way both on the positive and negative side when we're doing it. Yeah, I think so too. And my audience knows very well, this is something I talk about a lot because it's something I struggle with. And I think I think most people do. I don't think I'm alone in saying that it is really hard to judge ourselves without looking at like the world around us and just to, you know, be grateful for what we have and stick to our path and, you know, follow what God has for us and not looking around to other people. But I also notice it um, as my kids are getting bigger, it's, it becomes an issue for them too. They start to compare themselves to the other kids in their classrooms and you know what they have versus what somebody else has and what they look like versus what other people look like and all those things and so I think us getting a handle on that as moms will only also help them as they grow and develop that you know that they they can be grateful for who they are and who God made them and that sort of thing so I appreciate you bringing it up I know people talk about it but I think the more we hear things um, the better it is for us, you know, we actually can, can take it in and, and use it to, to better ourselves. So, well, and the other thing about comparison is when I've done it in the past, I will just give one quick example. I knew of a couple and they had three children as well. And they had this really nice house. I didn't care about the space that it was bigger, this much money into this house and this house, like I want to do, I want to redo the inside of my home. And then I found out that they were getting a lot of money from their parents. Their parents had put the down payment on their house. They were paying them back over a period of time. So all that to say, even when we're comparing ourselves to what we see, there could be things going on behind the scenes that like, that makes a lot more sense to me rationally. And I'm able to kind of come down off my jealousy, I guess, or being envious of what others have. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong to do too, but it, it's just like, I think when I have the perspective that I never know why someone has something or why they have less than me, like it just makes it to where I can stay in my own lane and focus on my goals ahead. And I can focus on my family and what we want. And it's not going to look the same as everyone else. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you've talked about this, um, you know, idea of comparison and you talked about this just a little bit, but do you have some tips to help us kind of mitigate the comparison piece? Because that is, um, you know, it's just, it's hard. We've got all the opportunity in the whole world to compare. And so how do you mitigate that in your life? Yeah. So I would say tune out, turn off and stay away. <laughs> so I would say tune out of things that are making you fall into that pit of comparison or jealousy or envy. And again, it's not going to be probably normal because we're all so tuned in. We're so in tune with one another these days. So it definitely is going against the norm. But I think with anything that you or I probably talk about, 
it's getting to the habit and then it becomes second nature. So something as simple as me, if I have to go on a target run, I just literally tune out those dollar spot aisles. I don't even tune into them. I know that they're calling my name. I know that the marketers desire for my eyes to be caught by those special deals. Uh, the same with the clothing. I can just walk by that. I won't even actually go down that way. I, if you know how the targets are typically situated, but yeah, it's something as simple as that. Um, or in regards to social media, it's muting people that make you feel less than if there's someone, you know, or just unfollowing if that's easier for you. And then turning off, I would say the same, like in regards to muting or just like turn off the TV, like turn off things that just don't bring you joy, happiness, the line with your goals. Again, I don't think this is anything really revolutionary that I'm saying here. I just think that it's what's worked for me and my family. Oh, and then I, like I said, lastly, stay away. I think if there are people in your life that you have to set boundaries with, um, sometimes you have to do that for a season and that's okay. There's a really good book. I, I believe it's called boundaries that I highly recommend reading. Yes, that is one of my favorite books. I actually just checked it out. So there's a couple books I read every year at the beginning of the year. And Boundaries, yeah, Yeah. Boundaries is one. Um, And so, yeah, I just got it from the library so I can can do my rereading of it in January because it, it does. It helps you remember how to say no and what to say yes to. Like, what are the things that God's calling me to say yes to, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, definitely a great book um, to read. I like that you said that you're glad that I'm reiterating things that you've talked about or just that are kind of popular mainstream right now, because I feel like for me, I will listen to something or read something and yeah, I've heard it, but it's sometime in the moment, it really does speak to me. And so maybe this episode will speak to someone that has heard these things, but for some reason, my personality clicks with them or like they've heard it just enough times to where they're like, yeah, I'm actually going to try this out. So Yeah. I I just feel bad. I'm like not giving you like great advice, but (laughs) no, you are. This is such good advice. And to be totally honest, I think just like you said, even just the way you say it sometimes is what's going to get somebody to be like, Oh, I get what she's saying now. I get how I could apply that to my life. So don't feel like that at all. This is excellent, excellent advice and it's all applicable. So that's what I really hope everybody who, I mean, our time is precious. And so when somebody spends time listening to this podcast, I really want them to be able to like, at least take one thing and try it out and make it a habit, like you said. So Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely don't feel like that at all. So what do you do in your daily life to help you just stay present and focused on what matters to you so that you can find more joy in your journey so that you can follow God so that, you know, whatever it is in your life, how do you stay focused and present? So I would say regardless of the season, what keeps me sane is gratitude. And I like to use the word rational and logical a lot when I speak, because honestly, sometimes I feel like I do get on this emotional level. And I don't think that that's necessarily always the healthy level to be at. I think when I can like really strip away my emotions and just look at things like for as they are gratitude, for example, being thankful, I feel like that it has been really grounding. And actually I wrote this in my new book, shameless plug. I was writing about being content over being covetous. I think it's the words covetous, right? So 
I got this new house a year ago. I had been so excited to move into our new home. We have a backyard finally. And um, with was driving through a neighborhood nearby and I was starting to get really envious of the things that I was seeing. It was just a fill my heart, fill my mind. And I had to pause and get rational and say, I have a house that I love. This is seriously comparing myself, not being grateful for what I have is only stealing my joy. And, um, if you want to get on like a faith-based level, I felt like Satan was trying to steal my joy in that moment and make me feel like what I had wasn't enough. And it totally was, it had been enough and it was sufficient just moments prior. And so I think that when I wrap like thought about it. It's like, no, be grateful for what you have because it's such a blessing to you and your family and it's what you've wanted. So I would say gratitude is something that really helps me focus on the here and now. And I just have to keep returning to it even in moments that it seems really hard to do. Yeah. I think that's very true. Just keep returning to it because sometimes, you know, we think just just like church, like going once a week, sometimes isn't enough. Like you got to get into your Bible during the week to, you know, stay on that right side of being grateful and remembering what you have and all your blessings. Um, And I would just like to add to that, that even if it's not your house or whatever, it's never going to be enough if you compare it to other people who have what you consider to be more, right? And I think we can fall into that trap with clothes and with money and with our jobs and with, you know, what our kids are able to do and all of those things. I even find myself sometimes putting that on my children a little bit. Like, well, my friend has a six-year-old and I have a six-year-old. How come they can do that? And you can't, like, I'm thinking this in my mind, obviously not saying it out loud, but some of those traps where we we're putting that on them, we're putting it on ourselves. Um, but it's everywhere. It's not just like comparing one area, right? We can, we can fall into that trap of it not being enough in every situation, I feel like. So, so I wanted to talk a little bit with you about decluttering um, physical possessions. I know you talk about that a lot and so do I. Um, but sometimes I know, especially from comments I get on Instagram or emails I get from listeners, is that they feel like they're decluttering and decluttering and decluttering and they're not making the progress that they want, right? Like their house, they look around and they're like, I've been doing this forever. Why is my house still a mess? And I know that you have some great tips for just getting rid of possessions and kind of keeping them out. So could you talk through just a few of those with us? Yeah. Well, to answer some of those questions that you're receiving, I would say you are going to continue. It's a process. It is continual, especially if you have kids, you're going to constantly have to do it. I just had to do it after the holidays. It's something that if you are pursuing minimalism, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like you're going to find new areas of your home that you thought you had decluttered. And it's like, Oh, nope. I still haven't gone through this space. And I think that So when you're first starting off and you're starting to declutter, you might not be as cutthroat as you are a few years later. And so, or you might have those sentimental items that you just really are having a hard time purging. And so to be honest, like the other day, my husband was like, oh, I guess I should get rid of my iPad box. And I'm like, yes, why do you still have that? But he was like, oh, I I wanted it just in case I ever sold it. And so I think that you're going to look at it with different, you're a different lens because my, my first tip is always to go slow when you're starting to declutter, but that would be starting out. So if you have listeners that are continually finding that they have so much stuff, maybe reassess. Maybe you're not being as cutthroat as you need to be. You need to really be honest and truthful about 
the things that you have in your home. I love the idea of everything has a place and sometimes that can be really hard to do to have like a place for everything. Even if it's your junk drawer, I'm not opposed to having a junk drawer. Just make sure that like, you know, what's in there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think that with anything that I've kept and I've gone back to, it wasn't me being honest with myself in the first place. And it's usually like baby clothes have been really hard for me to purge because I'm like, maybe we won't have a fourth. And now that I have these three, I'm like, we're probably not going to have a fourth (laughs) just seeing the stages. So I, the other day I donated some clothes to my neighbor. She just had a baby and I was going to pick some of the ones that were my absolute favorites. But I was like, you know, like, I'm just going to bless her with this. I'm just going to say like, I told her like, maybe I might need some back in the future, but I said, whatever he needs, like absolutely he can have the baby. But anyways, I think that I just had to do it. I just had to send them over to her house because I knew the longer that I dwelled on what I had and what I wanted and what I needed, it wasn't going to benefit me. If they're just going to be in a box, I'm likely not to get to have a fourth baby and I'd rather them be used than just sit in my basement. So yeah, I would just say it comes down to being honest with yourself to reassess and it's always going to be something that you're having to come back to the decluttering process. Yeah, definitely. I, I too had trouble with the baby clothes for a little bit. One, because, you know, just that we may have another one, but also it's sentimental. It's, it's those things where you're like, they're four now and they used to be this big and they were so cute in this, you know, but like you said, remembering that you are blessing another family with these clothes, another baby's going to get to have them. Another mom is going to have those same memories of that cute outfit that you got to have. And otherwise they're just going to sit there. They're not, you know, they're not doing any good. So yeah, I agree. Um, when I go back, oftentimes I'm like, why didn't I get rid of that in the first place? And we have to just keep going. Um, and I would also add that sometimes it's that we keep bringing stuff in. Like we have to be just as cutthroat with ourselves of what comes in as we are with, you know, purging, especially in the beginning, because those are hard habits to break really hard sometimes. Yeah. The sentimental, like you said, go back to the episode that you and I did. Did you say it was episode 47? Because yeah, I think that that is the hardest thing to get rid of is things that we have that emotional attachment to, which again, we gotta, we have to be rational and logical with these things. And that is where we can thrive. So for the last question, this is a question I've been asking all of my guests. Um, If you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? I would say that your life is not going to look like anyone else's, but that is a good thing. And it's kind of the sentiment that I've been speaking to this entire interview is that when we compare, we're only going to feel bad about ourselves when we, um, we just need to stay in our lane, like I said. And I think that I am blessed in ways that other people aren't and vice versa. And if we're constantly trying to measure up to what other people have, then we're going to fall short. And we also like, don't necessarily always have it as bad as someone else does. So maybe that is like, there's comparison in there somewhere. I feel like I'm being a hypocrite, but yeah, I would just say your life isn't going to look like anyone else's. And that's, great because you have the specific blessings to your personality, your children, your spouse, your household, and what a wonderful thing to work with and move 
towards your own individual unique goals. So yeah, that is so good. Well, I definitely want you to tell us where we can connect with you more. Tell us about your new book, your podcast, um, anywhere the listeners can learn from you, because I know I get a lot of just a lot of wisdom, but also inspiration from the things that you put out into the world. So let us know any links you have or things we can keep looking at. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. You can find me at the Minimalist Moms podcast on iTunes, Spotify. I think I'm on Stitcher or on Instagram. It's Minimalist Moms podcast. And I believe it's just Minimalist moms on Facebook. And then, yeah, the book, I'm really excited. I don't even know how to go about plugging a book. I just feel like this is crazy, but I would say Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, or I will have a little link on my page, my website, minimalismomspodcast.com to where you can find all of the places that it's at. So yeah. Awesome. So when, when is the release date of the book? March 16th. Okay. So this, if you're listening in real time, this episode should be kind of end of February right now as you're listening. So be looking for her book as, as it comes out in the beginning of March. So Diane, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy mom of three little kiddos, so I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was Diane Bowden from the Minimalist Moms podcast, and I am just so thrilled she came back on the show. I hope you guys got a lot of practical tips and just kind of a reminder of some of the things that we all struggle with and all let clutter up our motherhood and our minds and just really put a weight on us. I want you to take that weight off. I want you to remember that you are given the kids that you have, the life that you have, the spouse or partner that you have, the home that you have, the experiences that you have. All of these things were placed in your life for a reason. God has a purpose for you. And if we can just stay in that mindset and count our blessings and be grateful and let go of the comparison. Now I am speaking from my heart and just letting you know that I am not past that And I'm not trying to like preach at you because this is something that we all struggle with. So don't feel like you're listening to me and I'm way past being, you know, comparing myself to others. I don't think anybody is perfect at that. I think that that is something that we struggle with. And if you struggle with it a lot, it might really be holding you back from the life that you could be living. You get to make the choice of the life that you want for yourself and get to follow your own path. So just remember not to compare yourself. Try to let that go, Um, even though I know it's super hard, but I do think it'll make a huge impact like Diane was saying. So I can't wait to get my hands on the hardcover of her actual book um, or the physical copy of her book so I can go through and highlight and do all the things I like to do in books. Um, So remember, it comes out March 16th, 2021, depending on when you're listening to this episode, you might be able to buy it right now, or you might need to wait just a couple weeks, but I will link to it in the show notes. And lastly, if you are listening to this in real time, we start the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program on March 1st, 2021, and I will be going through the whole program with you side by side to help you get through your clutter and just create some systems and routines that are going to work for you. So join us, go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset and get signed up. All right. I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed weekend. 
Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences, and I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.